And thank you all so much for coming to learn with me. Last week we left off basically what Rav Tzaddik is addressing, just to uh, review for a second. What Rav Tzaddik is addressing is, and I've been thinking about this actually all week, um, and I'm not going to draw any conclusions or any connections. Uh, you know, you could maybe go to a big drush and hear what rabbis have to say about the extraordinary events of this week and the last. But what is it that leads people to do what is it that leads people to do things that they do and to assume that the reason that they're doing it, that they're doing the right thing? And Rav Tzadok says that when a person believes that they're doing the right thing, so they can basically do anything and they could see success in it. Rav Tzadok says, he calls this the Derech Torah, is that pretty much most people, you have to assume most people are, are at least acting in a sense of integrity and without ulterior motives. And when they act the way that they do, they assume that they're doing it l'shem shamayim. And Rav Tzadok says, even if someone sees success, even if somebody sees that Kosh Baruch is matzliach derachav, that Kosh Baruch is allowing things to be going well for them, so that's not a clear sign. They may be doing... It's, they may be doing good, right? They may be doing quite well by themselves, but it doesn't mean that they're doing the right thing. And to put, it, to put a very fine point on it, just because you see success, and just because you see things working out for you, doesn't mean that HaKadosh Baruch, Hu, um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is necessarily agreeing that what you're doing is right. Your, your ease of path, and, and the fact that you don't encounter too many obstacles, and the fact that you might make a lot of money, or you might become very popular, or you might become very famous, or that you might, um, you might have everything working out for you is not necessarily a stamp of approval from a Baruch Hu. And conversely, and this isn't something Tzadok discusses in this particular keta, conversely, I think that um, we hear this a lot on the other side, that if things are going bad for us, if things seem difficult, and we aren't finding the success that we're looking for in life, that's not necessarily any sort of divine stamp that what you're doing is wrong. Right? These are two sides of the same coin, although Rav Tzadik is focused on the first side. And it's worth quoting the, the very first line. And this is, again, this is what Rav Tzadok does. I had the opportunity last night to listen to Rav Yeshua Shapira. Rav Yeshua Shapira is the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva's Ramat Gan. And if you have a good Hebrew, so you can, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll share it in, uh, in our email groups. Um, Rav Yeshua Shapira is the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva's Ramat Gan. Very serious uh, has the Yeshiva. And he gives, he, I listened to a shir that he gave on this particular Ketar Rav Tzadok, and he said something really beautiful. He said what Rav Tzadok does is that Rav Tzadok in all of these time, Rav Tzadok gives us his thesis statement, as we've mentioned, and Rav Tzadok basically shows us for the rest of the Keta how he arrived at that conclusion. That's what, we're busy looking at how Rav Tzadok arrived at the conclusion. We're going to see tonight by diving deep into the stories of Eliyahu and his interactions with Achav and getting the Maftech of Kshamim, the, the key terrain from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we're going to see it with Korach Adaso and the Jewish people watching the downfall of Korach and his men and the rabble. And we're going to see it in the base Medrash, Rav Lezer and of Yeshua with the Tanah Shalachnai. We're going to see all of these cases, all these things are of Tzadok backtracking. And the spark, the, the spark of inspiration that Rav Tzadok has in the beginning that he's going to be fleshing out the whole time is Pamim Sherobibirur. Sometimes a person sees clearly, it's very clear 
that you're acing things, that you're doing great at life. Shashem is parch masayo maskim masaf. Hakash Baruch is supporting me. Everything I'm asking for, my, my prayers are all coming true. Hakash Baruch is answering everything that I need. I have it all here. Umaskim masav. That Kadosh Baruch Hu is giving us a, a divine imprimatur, a divine stamp of approval for the things that I'm doing. In kol At the end of the day, this is no proof. This is no raya that what you're doing is actually ratzon Hashem. Is actually what God. Just because you're being matzliach doesn't mean that God wants this. Doesn't mean that you're a tzaddik. Doesn't mean that you're right. So then we saw last week that. Rav Tzadok's first way of basing this was off of a member of Chazal that appears in the Maramakas and Daf Yud. And Chazal told us, and it's worth saying it in full because Chazal uses strange language to introduce this. Chazal tell us, Min ha-Torah, min ha-Nevim, min From Torah, from all of Tanakh, from every aspect of Tanakh, we find, On the path that a person wants to go, that's the path they will be taken along. You choose a path for yourself. You choose something for yourself. That's the path that you'll be led along. And, and I mentioned last week when we talked about this, I said that this, this is actually itself its own Torah because I think we perceive ourselves a lot of times as being cast about in the world and hurtling along through life. And things happen to us rather than us making choices. I think Rav Tzadok would tell us that no, but basically everything that happens to us, in fact, where you sit right now, how you feel right now, where you are right now, what you're doing right now, the fact that you're learning with me right now is the product of choices. It's the product of millions of choices, significant and, 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 and mundane, right? Significant and workaday choices that we make for ourselves that brought us inexorably to this point. We all chose a derech. We all chose a path. And Rav Tzadok quotes the Gemara and says, this, this path that we choose is the path that our choices generate new choices. From the reason, from the fact, for example, on, on B'Tzad HaTov, you chose to sit down for a share tonight, so you heard about Rav Tzadok and you heard about this idea. One of my goals would be that you open up a Tanakh afterwards, that you make another choice and you take a look a little bit more deeply and to the story of Eliyahu and Ahav and, and how Eliyahu took away rain and potentially did it on his own from Ahav because Ahav wouldn't do tshuva and Yizevah wouldn't do tshuva. So he was forced to do this. And he was forced to beg Hashem for the maftech of Gesham. And even though we mentioned last week, Hashem doesn't just give the keys to reign to any, to any regular human being. That's the product of a previous choice he made to come to listen to the shir. Everything that we do is a chain of these choices. So it's very true to say, But what Rav Tzadik is really getting at, and I think what we really need to get at is, Chazal don't say this often. That means that the idea that we're dealing with over here is a fundamental idea in Judaism. is an idea that's mishulish throughout all of Tanakh. That we're dealing with a foundational idea. And it's worth asking the question that we started with last week, which is, okay, so how do we understand it? What exactly does that mean? And, and we're going we're gonna to see tonight the answer we're going to finish off tonight. So I would say, just to foreshadow, the first answer is Rav Tzadok's answer. Rav Tzadok's answer is that the reason that this is such a crucial idea is because it's human nature to look at winning teams. It's human nature to look at the mighty. It's human nature to look at those who are successful. It's human nature to look at ourselves when we are successful and to say that that's because this is what God wants. Might makes right. 
that the reason that this group, the reason that this ideology, or the reason that this person is so successful is because that's God's plan. And that's, as Rav Sadok said, not true. That's, that's incorrect. It's incorrect. It's our nature to follow these things. It's our netia to be mitztarif, to that which is chazak, to that which is strong. And, and, and it's very understandable. It's, very, it's not easy to be weak. It's not easy to be unsuccessful. It's not easy to be aloyetzach, because especially the way that we ourselves look at the world, especially if we've tasted success, is that the reason people don't have is because is either they're not working hard enough or God is not on their side, they're doing something wrong, right? We give all these judgments, all these reasons for why these people aren't finding the Hatzlacha. And Rav Tzadok says, no, it's, it's, even though it's bebiror, even though it's clear to you that Kashbach is metzliach takecha and is mesayeya and supporting you, it's not a sign that you're doing the right thing. Einam yesharim be'emes. They're not necessarily the upright and honest thing that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. It's not the case. So from the Torah, anybody remember what was the example from the Torah that, that, that the Gemara quoted? Of, of, um, the example from the Torah of Ederach Shadam Rotz Lelich Malichnos. Does anybody remember? This is just an opportunity for me to take a drink. Martin, do you remember? That he said, we learned from Bilam. Bilam Arasha. Bilam Arasha. So when the, when, the, when, when the emissaries of Balak first came to Bilam, so Bilam puts on this whole show, and Bilam is very from, and Bilam says, no, I, I, I can't go with you. Eight psukim later, Bilam, you know, God says to Bilam, get up and go with them. And Bilam goes directly along with them. So we see Bilam, Bilam what did Bilam really want to do? He wanted to, I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. It, Rav, uh, Rav Shapira Shir ended up getting into like a 15-minute discussion over this. Did Bilam want to do Ratz and Hashem at the end of the day? I think it's a question that's worth asking. You say no, but why? How do you know? Had, Bilam is very clear. We have no indication in the Torah. We know that he's, he comes off as a duplicitous kind of guy. Right? He comes off as somebody that, you know, he, he seems like a bad actor, especially Sofo, right? His end is, Sofo Mechiach so his end proves what he was in the beginning, but at least at this stage, I think we could say, Bilam is going to say, I'm going to go and I'm going to say whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts in my mouth. It just so happens to be that that which Hashem put in Bilam's mouth ended up being something, Chazal tell us, that, that they were mevakish to put Parshas Bilam in Kriyashma. That this was going to be something that we said every day, the most beautiful blessings. The most beautiful things that Bilam said about us. Could it be that Bilam is telling us that we don't make the cheshbonos, we just go along with how Hashem wants to lead us and we'll see what happens. And whatever Hashem wants, Hashem will, Hashem will make the yasher thing come out. It's worth asking that. Although at least the way Rav Tzadok presents it is that Bilam wanted to go on a path to curse and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, okay, kum lechitam, go with them. That's the path you want to go. No problem, Bilam. Follow that path. That's the example from the Torah. From Nevi'im, so we have the Pasuk that we started off with, that Rav Tzadok cited from, uh, from Mishlei, umadrichacha bederech teilech, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sorry, not from Mishlei. Mishlei is in Ksuvim. From Nevi'im, Ah, from Nevi'im we said, Ani Hashem lekechem lamdecha lehoil, madrichach v'derech telech. So we were correct. From Navi Yeshaya, Ama Kadosh Baruch Hu, 
And HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaches us along, right? We talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaching people along the path. HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaches sinners along the way. He gives us all kinds of signs to turn away from sin. But once we go down that path, HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaches us things. He teaches us so that, so that it's good for us, that it's a benefit for us. And he says, which is about as open a pasuk proof to this idea of Chazal. And finally, we find in Mishle, in Ksuvim, we find the pasuk in Malaitzim Hu Yalitz, that we find that all the, all the time, people, according to their countenances, according to the way that they interact with the world, that's the way the, the world interacts with them. You want to be a Leitz? You want to be, you want to be a clown? So the world won't treat you seriously. You'll find it, and you've seen this with people, people that eventually after, after they can't take anything seriously, then when it's the really serious moment, nobody's looking to them for seriousness because they're a clown. And people that conduct themselves with humility, people that conduct themselves with the degree of equanimity in the world, so they receive chayin, they receive this kind of grace, b'chazara. It's actually the very first Torah in Likut Maran where... Uh, where where we have a, a description from, from, from Ibn Nachman, who we'll return to a little bit later on tonight, uh, that this is a fundamental quality, hey Rebecca, this is a fundamental quality of, of the Jewish people, that we have this degree of chen because we walk through the world expecting or, or trying to be mashadr to, to, to broadcast this type of chen. So this is the first answer of Tzadok. Of Tzadok's first answer to why this is such an important concept, Torah, being suvim is because it's human nature to want to be mitztarif, to want to attach ourselves to the chazak and to see the world in this way, to judge and to see those who are successful as doing ratz Hashem and those who aren't successful as, as not. And he says, that's wrong. That's incorrect. And, and we also find, we find an open uh, pasuk that seems to bolster this. I think it's the Navi Yechezkel. Navi Yechezkel is one of the people, pretty much every Navi asks the Kaddish Baruch Hu, in one way, shape or another, the question of all questions, of why is it that the righteous, uh, why is it that the wicked prosper, right? Why is it uh, theodicy? Why do the righteous suffer? So we have Yechezkel Anavi, who looks at the destroyed Yerushalayim, he says, Why is the way of the wicked Tzalecha? Why is it so easy? Why is it always so smooth for wicked people? Certainly we could look around in the world and we could see the person next to us who says Lashon Hara all the time, who doesn't have in a stitch, who doesn't know how to conduct themselves, doesn't follow halacha, and this person, you know, they've got the house, they've got the family, they've got uh, the cars, they've got, well, not in the city, but they've got, they've got everything, and, you, and you're sitting, and here's little old me, and I'm doing everything, I'm checking all my boxes, I'm crossing my T's and dotting my I's, and it's I'm not seeing the same success. Take comfort, says Ritzadok. Take comfort that that's not, uh, that's not necessarily how God's plan works. That's not, how, uh, that's not how any judgment should form. The second answer that we're going to get to at the end, hopefully, is that um, all of this is really a musr. All this is really to communicate to us about the power of our own will, uh, which is essentially the power of tefillah. And we'll come back to that, and I'll explain a little bit more uh, what I want to say. But um, let's continue with Eliyahu. So I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Any questions at this point before we jump back into it? I think we've done a pretty good job of recapping, and uh, we'll spend our time now uh, jumping into the text itself and Amir Tzashem uh, finishing the Keta. You guys could see my screen, I hope, correct? Yeah, beautiful. Okay. Um, Got to get ready for Zoom school the next couple of days. Um, here we are. Samech So let's pick up right where we left off. Hello, Tira Belio. And we'll see this idea. We see this idea of 
that we learn from Bilam. According to Bilam's own side of Toma, Bilam is doing the right thing. He's doing Ratzon Hashem. So therefore he would see success and Hashem would let Bilam go along the path that he went. So we say, We find the same thing with Eliyahu Navi, Because we find... Recall that I mentioned last week that Eliyahu Navi was one of the only, the only human being in history that was given one of the three elusive keys. It sounds like a Tolkien novel, I have to The three elusive keys. And the key that Eliyahu was given, he was given two of them actually, Eliyahu was given first the Maftech of Geshamim. We know how important rain is for Eretz Yisrael. Eliyahu saw that Achav, who married Izevel, who married Jezebel, who was the daughter of the king of Tyre, the, the, the king of Tzidon. So we saw that she had instituted the worship of Baal in all of the northern kingdom. And Eliyahu saw that despite repeated entreaties and requests, Achav would not do tshuva. So Eliyahu, and we're going to go along with the Radak and the other Mepharshim, who tells us that Eliyahu did this by his own accord. Eliyahu goes to Kaddish Baruch and he says, I, I, need, I need your keys. <laughs> you gotta, give me the keys. I need, what, which keys do you need? You can't have the keys to rain. Eliyahu says, I need the keys to rain. Akash gives Eliyahu the keys to rain. And for three years, there is a drought in Eretz Yisrael. Eliyahu withholds rain for three years because of Achav's uh, obstinate refusal to repent. And the Gemara tells us that this move by Eliyahu, and we'll see a proof text in a moment, this move by Eliyahu was something that was quite difficult, Kivyachov Rakadosh Baruch Hu. Shehaya kasha lefanav yisparach it was tough for Hashem to see the stoppage of rain in Eretz Yisrael. It's a very difficult thing to see such a severe drought in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Asherini Hashem Lokecha Ba Mireshis Hashana Tamireini Hashem Lokecha Ba Hashem is always watching over Eretz Yisrael. And to see Eretz Yisrael suffer and its people suffer, sin or not, is a terrible thing. So Kivyachal, it was kasha l'fan of Yisparach Hatziras Geshamim. It was difficult to see this drought based on Eliyahu's decision. Nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Eliyahu, he gives Eliyahu advice, go and hide out from Achav and Yisrael who are looking to kill you. This is going to be the first time Eliyahu hides away from them. The second time Eliyahu has to hide from Achav and his forces is of course after the showdown at Hara Carmel, which is by the way, as we mentioned last week, another instance where Eliyahu probably acted on his own accord. He built the Bama, he called for Eish to come from Shamaim and Hashem answered him. And Hashem showed Eliyahu the right way and, and showed the people the correctness of Eliyahu's way, but Eliyahu was set to hide in that case. Over here, Eliyahu goes to hide by the Yarding in a cave. He's also brought food by a raven until the river dries up because sure enough, there's a drought uh, that Eliyahu was responsible for. Kaddish Baruch says to Eliyahu, go and hide from Achav in Nachakaris. And that was B'derech Nes. That was a miracle that Eliyahu was able to hide there. He was fed by the animals. He was hidden by this cave and fed by the animals. Who was difficult to see Eliyahu causing and perpetuating this drought and famine in Eretzel. Hashem allowed it to continue because he hid Eliyahu through a miracle in Nachal Chris and fed him B'derech Nes. So it looks like if you're Eliyahu, you're going to think to yourself, okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu really agrees with what I'm saying. HaKadosh Baruch Hu really agrees with the path I'm taking. HaKadosh Baruch Hu really agrees with this thing I'm doing. If Achav would have found Eliyahu, 
היה מכריח לבטו כמו שהיה אחר כך. אחריו הוא פורסט אליהו לעשות את זה. בפסק עם מלאכים, אני אעבור על המסקרינס, מיקסט אאוט אובר הר. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Eliyahu in Perek Yudches of Malachim Aleph, he says, The word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Eliyahu in the third year of the drought and says, God says to Eliyahu, okay, enough Eliyahu, now it's time to go back to Achav. Now it's time to go back and to put an end to the drought. But Achav would have forced Eliyahu to put an end to the drought two years earlier, three years earlier. ואילו היה אחוב מוצא, היה מכריך לבטו כמו שהיה אחר כך, כמו שעשה יהורם לאלישה. The same thing, by the way, was reenacted by Eliyahu's Talmud Elisha, and by Achav's son, who ruled two kings after Achav. After Achav is, I, bring, I think, Achazyahu, or just Achaz, and then his brother, Yehoram, ruled afterwards, and Elisha did the same thing, student of Eliyahu. ועל זה נאמר, לא בשמיים היא. So we're going to pause for a second. I want to make sure that we understand the first example Uh, before we go into the next example, which is going to be really exciting and cool, is that Eliyahu was ostensibly doing something that Kajbachu did not agree with. Kajbachu is kashal fun of Chazal tell us to have this atzirus geshamim in Eretz Yisrael, to have this drought, and yet Kajbachu allowed it to perpetuate because through a nace, Eliyahu was able to hide out and to conceal himself in Nachal Chris. So Eliyahu is receiving a lot of divine success. Eliyahu is receiving a lot of divine support. But it seems to itself be, and this is a, oh, as wild an example as it gets, because we're talking about a Navi who's receiving the support, not just that his stock market portfolio is going well, or that he's being really matzliach in, in, his, uh, in his professional career or whatever, but uh, he has a nace that's being performed for him. And Rav Tzadu is going to say, yeah, a nace, even if HaKadosh Baruch is doing miracles for you, that's st- that kind of success is still not proof that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is actually telling you that you're doing the right thing. Furthermore, 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 not only might that not be Ratzon Hashem, but that the people who aren't receiving miracles, they might be indeed the correct ones. And that we're going to see crystallized in the base Medrash uh, with, with, with the Chamim, Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Eliezer. That's how Tzadok finishes his Torah. And really a brand new understanding on a Gemara that, that we've seen so many times of the Gemara of Tanur Shalachnai. So let's jump right back into it. So far, so good, my friends? All right. L'chaim, a little bit of water. Let's dive back in. So, Rav Tzadok says, Al zeh shamaimi. This is where we get the, the statement in the Gemara, the concept of loba shamaimi. Remember after Rav Eliezer had said these three miracles, The, the carob tree, the water flowing upstream, the walls of the base medrash falling, and then finally a fourth uh, a, a heavenly voice emanating and saying that he's correct. And Rabbi Yeshua jumps up on the table and says, Loba shamayim hi, that we're a mashkichim baskol, the Torah is given to us, and the Torah says, achri rabl nahatos, we follow human rules and rational rules for the decisions of halacha. That's what, this is what he means by Loba shamayim hi. What happens down here in this world And that's actually our own cheshbonus. We've got to figure out what's right. Even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped Rabbi Eliezer through a miracle to show that the halacha was really like Rabbi Eliezer, I believe said that we're metaharin. Rabbi Yeshua and the Chachamim, so they didn't rely on that miracle. They said, Loba 
שחשבו שהוא מפני שהוא רוצה ללך בדרך זה. What Rabbi Yeshua and the Chachamim, how did they relate to the miracles that Rabbi Yezer was invoking? They related to those miracles by saying, okay, Rabbi Yezer is sold on his path, on his Pesach Halacha. This is, where he, this is the path he's going to go down. So this is what's going to happen. HaKadosh Baruch is going to show him success. Deserving success, he's going to show miracles. He's going to prove a basket is going to come out because that's the path. And so it even applies to Rav Liezer, as it applies to, to Rav Liezer in the Tanish Al as it applies to Eliyahu and Harak Carmel, or to Eliyahu and Yatsiris Kishamim, to, <laughs> to Elisha and Yehoram, as it applies to Bilam, all of these, all of these cases, the same idea. And here's the kicker. This is also the complaint to the Jewish people when they said, it's sloninus, a complaint to the Jewish people, B'nai Yisrael, which said, Atem hamisem is am Hashem. Anybody know what this is referring to? Atem hamisem is am Hashem. You have killed the people of God. Who said this? Who, who cried out, you've killed the people of God? Who said that? So that was the Jewish... Who said that? I'm listening. The people. The, the people at the... Yes, the people did say this. B'nai Yisrael, when they saw Korach and his followers consumed by the fire and then consumed by the pit, so you know what their complaint to Aaron and Moshe was? They said, Atma mitzem isam Hashem. You've killed Jewish people. You spilled Jewish blood. Moshe and Aaron. Now think, Moshe and Aaron have just performed two miracles. Two miracles have been performed for them. Two very drastic, serious miracles have been performed. The earth has literally swallowed up their antagonizers, the rabble of Korach. And, and, and beforehand, 250 men have been consumed by fire from heaven. So you want to tell me that Moshe and Aaron are, are in the wrong over here? That Akash Baruch has been matzik? What Moshe and Aaron are doing. I mean, that would seem like success. Sort of tzaddok sheds new light on this. Of course, Moshe, by the way, Korach was wrong. <laughs> but, but we can understand at least this bizarre pasuk, this crazy pasuk of the people coming to Moshe and Aaron after all this and saying, you've killed God's people. You've killed Korach and his followers. Even though they saw how great the miracle was when they were destroyed. The people who said this, it wasn't everybody, but the people who said this may have been thinking, It's just like Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua, right? Shamayim miracles don't decide the halacha. Miracles don't decide how life, how life is conducted down here. We do. We do. It was given to us. We don't have to necessarily rely on these miracles to say that the din was with Moshe and Aaron. Din is with Moshe and Aaron because they're right. Not because of the miracles. The miracles, so we read the miracles and, and I, honestly, I'm struggling with this. The way Rav Tzadok reads it, I challenge you next time we read about this, to immediately think of Rebbe Yezer and Tanu Shalachnai. Lahavdil elefalfi avdalus from Korach to Rebbe Yezer. Rebbe Yezer didn't rise against Torah's Moshe. Right? And we also know that Korach, that there is a, a good ending for Korach and B'nai Korach. But, but at the very least, with the Torah that's in front of us, before we get into a rabbit hole like that, what are the parallels between these two cases? 
Who says that just because they were swallowed up? But we know it, the difficulty with this is really because we know that the machtos, right? The going out with, I love the word, the censors, C-N-S-E-R-S, going out with the pans, that that was literally to prove this. That might be the, that might be the, the kasha of tzaddok over here, if you could say such a thing. The question of tzaddok might be that maybe he's only talking about the earth swallowing the people up, but the machtos, that was explicitly designed to invoke God showing who is right and who is wrong. Maybe if that's the case, then, then the miracle and the success there, maybe, maybe that's what proves it. Maybe that's why Rav Tzadok doesn't mention Eliyahu Bahara Carmel here also, because it was explicitly designed to show who is right, to show, uh, to show who is doing Ratzon Hashem. Could be. Tzarchian. Yeah, Alan. Maybe the situation is different than Eliyahu, because here... Which, which case of Eliyahu? Which case? The, with the Har HaKarmel. Okay. Uh, because there, okay, maybe he shouldn't have resorted to that, or maybe he should have, but he was successful, but that doesn't mean... Also, the ultimate outcome of it was that people went back to being bad anyway shortly thereafter, so he really wasn't successful in terms of what he was trying to accomplish. He may have won the day, but he didn't win the long-term battle. That's true. But Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron is kind of different. They had, we don't know what the majority was or the minority was, but the people who were rabble-rousing, they had a lot of people. A lot of the other people were just either standing by the wayside and watching. You never hear anything in the Torah about how people came out and spoke on behalf of Moshe Rabbeinu's position. So maybe it's different because he needed to have this happen with the machtos, if not with the, with the swallowing up, in order to convince everybody, and it was maybe the only way he could convince everybody that it was right, and it was a way to save the people, because the people were standing by doing nothing, and if he hadn't have done succeeded, maybe the whole people would have got destroyed again, like God had threatened many other times. So what I hear you saying, what I hear you saying is that, is that, we're talking about more than just two groups over, over here, right? And, and, and that is borne out a little bit. There were, of course, you know, the 250 men uh, that, that were the, you know, the hardcore, uh, and like many other things, you know, then there's the people who surround it, you know, the rabble, and then there's maybe the silent bystanders. I, I don't necessarily think that what Rav Tzadok is saying over here is that B'nai Israel didn't believe in, in the Nisim that they saw. Of course they believed in I think that it's more like they didn't know what the Nisim meant necessarily. Right? But seeing Korach and his followers being swallowed up by the pit, like is that going to be the thing? If I was somebody that was so convinced with Korach, you know I mean it's it's amazing, Alan, it's amazing because because it's not it's not like the people who saw it's not like Korach the Adaso didn't know that Moshe had God on his side. Right? Like he took them out of Egypt, right? They saw him, they saw him not like take out Egypt with Temat. Like they knew Moshe had the power, right? They knew that Moshe spoke to God, he, that he split the sea. They understood that. I think, I think we're saying people understood and believed in Nisan, but that in this particular thing, that there were individuals who were legitimately saying, it's, it's possible that there were individuals who were legitimately saying that, that there, is, there is what to talk about here. Between Korach, between Korach and, um, and Moshe and Aaron, not the least of them, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, let's, let's find out. <laughs> let's, 
Let's, let's see if there's any merit to this argument. I'm not in this. I'm certainly not in this myself. There were enough people who were either on the fence or supporting Korach or Dadasan and Aviram that maybe the only way to finally convince them was to do an ace, at least with the Mahtos, even if not with the, uh, with the swallowing up. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, you kind of touched on that. The Mahtos was kind of separate. I, I want to also point out one other distinction. Dion, I'm going to say your name because it's, it's such a smart, smart, sharp point. And then we're going to finish the Keta. Dion's point is a really uh, significant one. Sent, uh, sent to me through the message. We're also dealing with different kufos, different periods of time in relation to, in, to open miracles. When we talk about Tanur Shalachnai, we're talking about after the period, after Tkufa Sanivua, right? Prophecy has, has ceased. Ruach HaKodesh still exists and, and miracles certainly still exist. But open miracles and open prophecies uh, really don't. And um, what Dion says is that Eliezer is after his prophetic period, and, and that was about how Halach has decided Korach was during the prophetic period, and that was more about leadership and not direct. That's brilliant, Dion. That's really, really smart. Um, I, ha- I, I, I need some more time to, to think about, uh, I need to ask somebody about why Rav Tzadok is connecting these two. Because, I mean, let's, let's just go back in for a second. Because, Dion, your point is so, is so good here, right? That's really, really smart. Because if Tzadok explicitly, I think we could all agree, and then we're going to finish. There's fakus here, I think, a little bit. If Tzadok is, is, is explicitly linking Loba Shamayimi from the, from the Tkuf of the Gemara to the Tkuf of Moshe and Korach. That's explicit. I think that we can agree on that. And he's saying that this is what the people of Zuhai Sagam came, this is what's going on. Hislonus B'nai Yisrael, the complaints of the Jewish people, You've killed God's people. Why? Because despite having seen these great miracles destroying them, the same concept that's invoked by Rabbi Yeshua. So he sees, or Tzadok sees it as, as almost another base magic, another argument. The only answer I could say to you, Dion, is that, it's not, that you have it, we have it backwards. The only reason that Rabbi Yeshua knows to stand up, to jump up and evoke it, right? Where does, <laughs> where, where, this is crazy, but where does Rabbi Yeshua get such the, the, the gall, <laughs> the, <laughs> To jump up after hearing a baskol and to say, no, loba shamaimi, it's only because of this pasuk of atma misa Only because he understood, even though they were wrong, but the fact that they could say this is what gives him the ammunition to jump up in the middle of miracles and the middle of a baskol and to say, stop it. Could be. Could be that's the other way around. That's the only answer I have for now. I don't know. Anyway, let's finish up. Those people that were saying you were telling Moshe and Aaron, okay, your schus, you, it was indeed about leadership, and your schus for leadership was greater than the schus of Korach, of Korach v'Adaso. Now I started off this Torah by saying that this is a deeply disturbing idea. This is a deeply disturbing idea because because it really makes us challenge our own assumptions about what, what it means when we see success and failure in the world and, and amongst ourselves. 
and what that means about the small ways that God communicates with us. And I do believe that this is part and parcel of every religious person's life, is that we have to truly look for a Nachman called Siman and B'terech, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicates with all of us. If we pay close enough attention, if we're mindful enough in our lives, there's a perception that indeed God is communicating with us. And sometimes this is going to be very explicit, right? And, and, and a turn of events in our life or something that we daven for, we actually find happen. And sometimes it's going to be very, very subtle and we might not realize it till years later. But, but, but it is, I think, an article of faith that HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicates with us and, and, and is malam deinu lahal. It's that we believe in the, that nevuah that Kachbach teaches us along the path of our lives. And, and, and that our choices generate their own choices and that we do follow paths. So the first thing I want to address is that if that's true in such a relativistic way that we can't find out what, that we, we can't say that our success is value neutral, and it's not proof that Kachbach is necessary that we're doing the right thing. Or a lack of success is not necessarily proof of doing the wrong thing. So then, where do we find that shvil? Where do we find that, that golden path? So if you, if you recall, in all the psukim, I pointed out last time, in all the psukim that we talk about here, there's one motif, this leich that keeps on going up, walking along the path. Madrichacha bederech teilich, says Navi Yeshaya. Or leich, kum leich itam. Or leich el achav that we find with Eliyahu. So I think that if we can enter into a realm of subjectivity and relativism and doubts with regards to our own path, we have another leich to follow uh, that, that gives us the, the bearings, the moral bearings and the bearings and the anchor in our life, which we call halacha. It's not for naught that halacha, that following this order of activities during the day, that it, that it follows along this metaphor of walking along a path. And that's, that's, I think, one anchor to hold on to when you come out of this, and, and one way to deal with this disturbing idea. And Allah is going to be relatively easy to follow because we have a Shulchan Aruch, and we have a Mesorah that tells us what to do and how to follow Allah. The second thing I mentioned is that there's a Musr over here. Besides the Tzadok's idea, there's a Musr about the power of our tefillah. We're not going to have time to do it in, in full, um, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a line from Rabbi Nachman of Breslov that I think speaks to a deeper idea underneath all this, besides the disturbing idea. Rabbi Nachman writes in Sichas Ran. Rabbi Nachman says the following beautiful thing, which can be taken out of any sort of motivational seminar nowadays that people pay, you know, hundreds of dollars for. You've got to know that human beings have tremendous special powers. Reb Nachman tells us, right, that you could perceive and think of a goal so much that it's going to happen. If you talk, and I watched this movie, maybe you saw the Academy Award winning movie, uh, Into the Void, was that the name of it, about the mountain climber? You guys ever see that movie? Alex Honnold? So they talked to him, how are you going to do this insane thing? Free solo, it's called. Big recommendation. So they, talk, he, they talked to him about this insane feat. He's going to climb El Cap, the hardest free solo route without any ropes. And the whole time, besides all the physical effort that he does, it's all about visualization. It's all about constantly thinking and planning out what he's going to do in his mind. You don't have to be a world champion rock climber to know 
that Rabbi Nachman Vesla says, if you think about something, if you focus your thoughts and you really, truly daven on something again and again and again, you say, this is what I'm going to do, you will accomplish your goal. It's the, it's the big secret of life. If you are absolutely driven, and no matter what is tossed to you, say, this is what's going to happen. And we've all met people who've done this. Whether, whether this, is, this is going to be the guy or the girl that I'm going to marry, I'm going to make it happen. Or, or, or this is the job that I'm going to get. And this is my career goal. Or, or, or this is, I'm going to finish Dafyomi. I'm going to learn a block Gemara. I'm, going to f- I'm, a, I'm a regular person with, with the job and, and career and responsibilities. I'm going to learn a block Gemara every day. I'm going to make a Siyam Hashas. And I'm going to do that because I put my, right, ah, manifesting. Thank you, Dion. Right, is that, is that you could put your thoughts, you could call it manifesting, I'll call it tefillah also. You could daven on something so much. What Rav Tzadik is telling us over here is that good or bad, where a person's thoughts are, where they're going to be. Where a person's ritzonos are is where they're going to be. And if your ratzon is chazak enough, and if your ratzon, if your desire is strong enough and focused enough, that's going to happen. You will find that success. Our job is to channel that along the path, God's path. Not our own subjective path and to constantly be motivated, to constantly measure our actions and our activity and our hatzlachos, our successes. And to make sure that indeed, like Rav Tzadik told us, that, that we can look at it at the end of the day, we could say, indeed, this is ma'asav yesharim be'emes. I know that my actions, I know that my successes are because, and, and I wish only success in all of us, that my successes are because ma'asav yesharim be'emes. And if we think it, it will absolutely be true. That's the power of our Ratzon. That's the power of our Seichel. That's the power of Madrichach B'derech Telech. It's the power of this rabbinic idea of B'derech Sha'adam Rotza Lelech Malichon. So may the path that we want to go down be also the path that Kaddish Baruch wants us to go down as well. So I thank you all so much.